welcome to this week's episode of the Versatile Writer Podcast with me, Sarah Bannon. The theme of this week's show is reflection. The dictionary's definition of reflection is serious thought or consideration. So this is what I'm doing this week, although my reflections may not always be totally serious, but they will be honest. First of all, let's reflect on the year in terms of what happened to us all and the effects it had on us. It has been a tough year, and if one more person says as much, it might make a few of us cross. <laughs> that being said, you can't avoid it. For most of us, the toughness began in March as we saw the spread of COVID-19 move all over the world. In the UK, at first, it was one or two mentions on the news, and then in a very short space of time, it was the top headline on the news, on the radio, on our phones, and all over social media. People in the street began to speak about it. I recall having a light-hearted chat with my hairdresser at the beginning of March where Covid was becoming less of a thing that was happening elsewhere in the world to, ooh, it's getting a bit real now, isn't it? I even remember someone in the hairdresser saying that it wasn't going to affect them and they'd be carrying on with their lives because it would all blow over soon. How wrong they were. Once in lockdown, we had Prime Minister daily briefs every evening with updates. This was something, as a family, we all sat round and watched. It made me wonder if this was similar to how the speeches Winston Churchill gave in World War II via radio and how they were received by everyone. Perhaps that same feeling of angst, anxiety and dread about how many people had died from the disease filled us, and if not us as a collective, then me as an individual. I suspect our 24-hour updates are much more detailed too than the ones they got in the war. While 24-hour updates are useful, they can be overdone. Like anything in life, the more you hear about something, especially when the something is an important message, you still hear it when the TV or radio or social media is switched off. And this can play havoc with our mental health, our daily attitudes and the way we treat each other. The spread of Covid was watched by everyone across the world. Even those who didn't believe it was real watched it spread rapidly. It was and is terrifying. What has also been terrifying, although in a different way, is the effects it's had on everyday life. A visit to the supermarket is now a very different affair. Meeting up with family isn't something most of us can do anymore. Businesses, local and otherwise, are closing because if they haven't been able to place their products and services online, then a severe lack of walking customers have certainly put pay to any sales being made. What has been interesting is the effect Covid and lockdown has on everyone. Attitudes have changed, or at least altered, and that is attitudes to everything. For the most part it has been for the better, but occasionally you hear people in the street being rude, obnoxious or just stupid about it. Covid forced most of us all over the world to stay indoors. It forced us to be cleaner, be smarter about how we conduct ourselves in life and it forced us to think differently about our key workers. Years ago, I used to work in mental health, and on my way to work each day I'd hear the news on the radio. Almost every single day was a bulletin on how people feel the NHS is a waste of money, how its staff was wasteful in its using of that money. Even our salaries were wasteful. Even though I would have been considered backroom staff, which most people's interpretation of that is, not needed or not useful, so probably not a key worker in the strictest sense. 
Hearing these bulletins every day made me feel that I was getting up each day to go and do a job that nobody valued me for, that the salary I was earning was wasted on me, and that nobody would have lost sleep whether I got up each day or not. I actually recall driving to work each day so upset that I was crying, and, after a day doing my job, undervalued, driving back home feeling exactly the same way. It was a miserable time. It should come as no surprise then that I eventually left to become self-employed and do something with my life that I actually did like, even if I still get days where I wonder if I'm of any use to anyone. But Covid forced society, and the media mainly, to realise how they should be speaking about these people, rather than bad-mouthing them constantly. I tend to feel that if the media takes a stance over something, that often filters down to the viewers or the listeners having that same stance, because most people won't go out of their way to research the truth. Thank goodness the key workers are actually being appreciated now. And that's about the most political I will ever get on here. My business was in partial hiatus because of the university studying I'd been doing. I'd learned over the six years of study that while I thought I could both study and run a business, it was becoming increasingly difficult. So once uni had finished in March and not May as originally planned, I was free to get my head back into business mode and give my entire business a complete rejig. I did this first of all by looking at what you look at, my website. Like everyone's, my site is a shop window or glimpse into my world. Whatever is on the site gives you a massive impression as to what I do, how I do it, and what other people think of it and the services and products I provide. I gave a lot of thought at this time about what services were actually bringing in money or had the potential to, and what had possibly died a death and not worth investing time into again. I went through the whole business, got very real with myself and began rebuilding it. It was very telling that after six years of study that some things had gone out of fashion or maybe not gone out of fashion but certainly not what people wanted at that time. Covid, for instance, ensured that I altered some of the delivery of my products. I tend to be of the mind that if you can offer a product or a service then, as a small or in my case micro business, you need to make that product or service even more unique than the bigger guys make theirs. This is especially true if the bigger guys offer a similar product. In amongst my services of ghostwriting, proofreading, line editing and coaching, I was also offering workshops and courses. These were always offered in person before Covid, mostly because the kind of client I would attract felt they would learn more by being in a physical setting. I enjoyed it that way too. Then, after Covid, the workshops and courses were adapted and offered online. However, while my workshops receive great reviews and feedbacks from attendees, I probably don't deliver them in the same way as the bigger guys. Mine are delivered with the utmost personalised care for the attendee, tailor-made in fact. Also, I'll stick my head out of the parapet here. They're much friendlier and personable than most other workshops. This is because I know I learn a lot easier if the instructor is personable and friendly. So if that's right for me, it will probably be right for others. Another workshop has just been added to the list I offer too, bringing the total number to six. And more are being worked on all the time. The current titles are Finding Inspiration for Creative Writing, From Acorn to Oak, Getting to Know Your Main Characters, Writing Romance, The Psychology of Relationships, and Keeping Track of Your Story. I also write a monthly newsletter now too. A while back, I created some handmade jewellery that was writing-related, so in that respect, it was part of the Love of Books range of services and products. However, ultimately, it didn't fit in with the other products, so after a year, I removed them. 
I give most things a year before I review them. Something I gave more than a year on, nine in fact, was presenting radio. However, for various reasons, this came to an end in 2020. Reflecting on this is important though, because it's been a big part of my life for so long. Over those nine years, and four different community radio stations within Essex, UK, I had presented Writer's Block, interviewed over 500 industry professionals. I'm proud of the work I did and connections I made, but sometimes it's necessary to move forward. Being a radio presenter was always voluntary work, and because of this, the amount of time it took each week meant something needed to be done, and it was a tough decision, though. On the plus side, it meant I had a little more space to focus on this podcast, which, by then, was moving well into its second year. Moving on to my health, this is one of the reasons I withdrew from presenting radio, but also in 2020 my health and my mental health had been very up and down, like most people's. Lockdown had a lot to do with it, but then so did perimenopause. One of the symptoms I was suffering with was having brain fog, and that was why during the last module of uni I had a lot of difficulty running a business and studying. My brain just couldn't absorb it all. Health is the one thing that business people are often expected to ignore or keep from the public. But as this show is honest, it makes sense to mention it. Without reasonably good health, without reasonably good health, you're unlikely to be able to run a business at all. The same with mental health. Thankfully, nowadays, talking about both physical and mental health is okay. Highlighting any downfalls in both should attract compassion, not hate. This is because so many people do struggle. So hiding it is ridiculous. When we talk about it, we're not complaining. We're just explaining how we're feeling. 2020 was a year that saw a huge achievement in my life. I graduated university at the grand old age of 53. It's something that I realise so many people do at a young age. But from my point of view, I've never felt like it was something I'd ever be able to do because my baseline education wasn't that great. That said, life taught me more than school probably ever did and that gave me the confidence to go ahead, later in life, to get a degree in the subjects that I love, books and writing. I'm not going to suggest for one moment that the six years were a breeze because they weren't. In fact, I almost gave up three times, and one of those times was in the final year. This year saw a few collaborations from me too. In the first lockdown, I managed to have an idea that wasn't fully fleshed out, but anyway, presented it to another writer friend. Between the pair of us, we've begun an intriguing thriller. There's still a lot of work to be done on it, and a proper outline to be written, and characters to be fleshed out, but the bare bones are there. I also collaborated with several creatives, with a capital C. I wrote an eerie poem, a musician put music to it, a voice artist read it out, and the producers at Fable Feast produced it. The result was a three minute long film under the title Strange New Kid. This was published and posted to social media on Halloween. I shared it on my business page, For the Love of Books, so you can see it there. My own stories this year have been diverse and prolific. I've continued with a couple of stories I wrote several years ago. I completed them, edited them, and one is about ready for publishing. I've also written several short stories of many different genres too. While I generally prefer to independently publish my work, one of my stories has been submitted to a publisher. You can imagine, I'm crossing my fingers on that one. If I reflect on the Versatile Writer podcast for a moment, it reminds me of what I've brought to it this year. Before lockdown began in March, 
I recorded several different episodes that were, as usual, all writing related. I was even interviewed on BBC Essex again for the one on accents. But when lockdown came along, I felt I should give back to the community to lift their spirits. Morale is a big deal generally, and especially this year. One way I chose to do this was by narrating a crime thriller I wrote and self-published back in 2006. Guardian Angel is about a writer whose book sales are dropping because her agent feels she has lost the grit in the stories. So she rides along with the police every night for a week to see the seedier side of life and hopefully has that translate into her next story. The actual book itself is out of print now, but I edited it and narrated it more as a romantic suspense and posted the 12 chapters to the versatile writer each week for 12 weeks. As with most of what I do, I didn't upload an audiobook in the way most people expect. I did it my own way that made sense to me. I've had several people get in touch and say they enjoyed the story, which is always a really good thing to hear about your work. I intend to publish the sequel, Guardian Angel, The Journey Home, via the versatile writer in the new year. I've found that listening to other podcasts on writing are a useful way for me to a. learn how other people get into their stories, b. appreciate how others go through the very same insecurities that I experience, and c. help me get through a workout at the gym, because that's where I listen to podcasts. Where and how you listen to podcasts can be a useful trick in getting your brain to absorb the information on them. Getting your brain to focus on something else while, in my case, you walk uphill for at least an hour, up to five times a week, allows it to be absorbed easier than doing something else at the same time. Having my mind focus elsewhere means my body can do its thing and I absorb some really interesting information. Maybe you can do it this way too, with the versatile writer. Of course you don't need to go to the gym, maybe you can walk outside in nature, or while you take the dog for a walk, or when you're ironing, or even when you're driving to the supermarket. The versatile writer is generally never more than about 25 minutes per episode, and most of the time it's nearer 10 or 15 minutes. Much more recently, I've been revelling in my love of reading again, especially since autumn. I've mentioned this in my last podcast too, but it's worth another mention that, especially during the festivities, grabbing a half hour to yourself to read allows your mind some me time. The books I've been focusing on recently are from Titan Books and are a TV tie-in of Joss Whedon's Firefly show. If you enjoyed the show, or at least are into space westerns, sci-fi westerns, or want to try this genre blender, do so, I thoroughly recommend them. So that's what my year has looked like. Over the festivities I'll be doing a little bit of studying, more about this in the new year, and getting my mind ready to offer you some really thought-provoking products and services. I hope you can be part of For the Love of Books in 2021, especially as it's going to be celebrating a decade of business. That's right, in 2011 I founded For the Love of Books. In 10 years it has established, evolved and transformed into a great place to handhold the new writer and embrace the established writer. Next year I'll be writing more and helping others find their literary voice. I'll also be publishing more too. And who knows, maybe some of those new writers will dip their toe into publishing waters as well. In the meantime, this is the last episode of The Versatile Writer, this side of 2020, and it will resume again on Monday the 7th of January 2021. 
I hope by then you will have rested, enjoyed the holidays and found some motivation to start writing, if you haven't already. If not, please do head over to my workshops page on my site, www.loveofbooks.co.uk, where I'm sure you'll see something that fits your requirements. And if you don't, get in touch with me through my email, sarah at loveofbooks.co.uk, and let me know what your requirements are so I can tailor-make a workshop just for you. If workshops are not your thing, why not jump on my monthly newsletter instead? It's free and each month challenges you to write something from a prompt I give. I often include subscribers' submissions in the following month's newsletter too, so another audience will see your very own words. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Versatile Writer with me, Sarah Bannum. In the new year, I'm giving serious thought to starting a Patreon page, so if this podcast sounds like something you'd like to financially donate to, please let me know, either via email, sarah at loveofbooks.co.uk, my business Facebook page, For the Love of Books, my Twitter feed, at SJBWrites, or even the podcast page itself. I won't be asking for a fortune, a pound or two, five, ten, whatever value you feel the podcast brings you. Until we meet again, thank you for your time this year. Merry Christmas, and I wish you a safe and successful 2021.